You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Maryvale, Arizona. The Mariners and the Brewers no score. As we go to the top half of the fourth inning, Milwaukee with a new pitcher, veteran left-hander Alex Claudio will take over in relief. And, folks, we have the honor and privilege of introducing <laughs> to you one of the greatest guys we've ever met in the game of baseball. He played for a long time in the major leagues with his hometown Milwaukee Braves, star of the stage and the movies and author. And this man absolutely owned Sandy Koufax. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, longtime broadcaster for the Milwaukee Brewers, Mr. Bob Euchre. How you doing, you? Good, Ricky. Good. Good to see you guys. Great Absolutely. to see you, too. But it's true. You you had success against Sandy Koufax, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I As a matter of fact, every time I see him, I apologize to him. <laughs> I was always afraid it was going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Honestly, guy. Yeah. Folks, uh, you, you might want to tape this. You, you are in store for a treat. J.P. Crawford to lead off the top of the fourth, and he takes a fastball from Claudio for a strike. Uh, how many years is this for you now, broadcasting for Milwaukee? This is my 50th as a broadcaster and 65 oh as a player and broadcaster. Amazing. Here's a swing and a one-hopper to the second baseman, Matthias. He's got it. Throws the first to get Crawford, and there's one away. 86 years of age, and you just want to keep going, don't you? You look great. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to finish up this year with the Brewers, and then I'm still, this is maybe, go to Japan and try to be an active player again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) As a a catcher, are you going to pitch or a uh, specialist? I think I'm going to DH. And I'm going to take a, a boat over there. Uh, they won't go for a plane ticket. So gotta, <laughs> but it'll be a catamaran, and I hope I make it, first of oh, all. That's, it's a short trip, so you'll be fine. It's not a bad ride. Yeah, it'll be no. about four weeks. Just bring some sunscreen. Here's Kyle Lewis, and Lewis with a swing and a one-hopper back to the mound. Claudio has it, throws the first, and quickly there's two outs. Uh, Bob, you, you've accomplished so much. In your lifetime, uh, what was it like playing for the old Milwaukee Braves? You guys had such a great ball club back in the day. Well, that you know, in those days, we had um, had people like Warren Spawn, Eddie Matthews, you know, Hall of Famers, guys that were really, really, and they were, you know, they were a world's champion then, back in those years with, uh, with Milwaukee. Yeah, 57, yeah. 58, 59, they were all postseason years for them. But um, being... Being able to watch and see a big league team in Milwaukee, I grew up there. There was nothing. There was triple-A ball. That's what we had back at that time, Yeah, triple-A ball. Now, when the Braves come to Milwaukee, I mean, um, it set Wisconsin on fire. It really did. I mean, and I lived, when I grew up, I lived only, um, I don't know, five, ten minutes at the most from the ballpark, from County Stadium at that time. When the Braves showed up in uh, Milwaukee, I think it was 1954. 53. 53. Mm-hmm. You guys set National League attendance records in Milwaukee. It, it's really odd, Rick, when you think that Milwaukee at that time, now we're talking about New York. Yeah, and, New York. You know, Milwaukee's Chicago. the first team, National League team, to draw, 
With a hot shot right past the pitcher at the feet of Claudio into center field for a base hit. Vogelback is on it first. To draw two million people. Yeah. That seems kind of odd when you think about the Dodgers and the Giants and the Yankees uh, playing in New York and Milwaukee drawing two million people. It was uh, the Braves at that time. I mean, the Packers weren't very good at that time. So everything's centered around baseball and yeah. in Milwaukee with the Braves. Here is Evan White, Mariners designated hitter, one on two outs, visiting with longtime broadcaster Bob Euchre, and continues uh, his run with uh, Milwaukee. Tell us a little bit about how you got on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, because you were on about a hundred times, weren't you? Yeah. Um, if if you hit under two hundred, a lot of guys can get on the Tonight Show. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I got off to a good start, I had to kind of lay down, man, because I, you know, what are you going to do after you quit playing baseball? You ain't going to have nothing to do if you hit 300 every year. So I tried to hang around, you know, that 198. Swinging the ground ball wide of third, diving his Jerko off his glove. The ball rolls out toward the second baseman, Matthias Evan White with an infield base hit. Vogel will get the second. Yeah, I, uh, again, um, I tried to, you know, stay around 200, maybe four or five <laughs> RBIs a year where they're not going to really put any pressure on you. In such a sense, you know, too high. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, but, um, you know, playing with the Braves, I was the first Milwaukee native to play with the Milwaukee Braves. First, really? first guy born and raised in Milwaukee to play for the hometown team, mm-hmm. play with the Braves, which was you know, pretty exciting. Here's Jared Keldick, who grew up in Waukesha, which is right outside right of Milwaukee. Right outside Milwaukee. You Bob, bet. his mom and dad are here, and uh, I tell you what, he was excited about getting the start this afternoon. Heck here. yeah, why not? I was the first native Milwaukeean to be sent to the minor leagues by the Braves, too. <laughs> oh, put that in there. So for my money, the Brewers have the single best giveaway going this year. They're giving away a Bob Euchre talking bobblehead. No, actually... They're giving me away. Actually, <laughs> I'll actually live with somebody for a week. And uh, I hope uh, I win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's going to be pretty good. That would be a treat. Here's the pitch of Kelnick, and he takes a breaking ball for a strike. So can you tell us what the bobblehead says? Uh, no, I can't because they picked out uh, the the highlights that they okay. put on it. I, I, I have nothing to do with, with that. I know they're... They're doing a couple bobbleheads this year, and and um, uh, because of the 50th anniversary, so you know it's exciting. I've been around a long time, and and being around a long time too, Rick, and um, for you and your late partner yeah. who was a great friend, you guys. Wow. I've known you guys for a long time too. Yeah, that's the other thing that's a plus about being around baseball for as long as I have. Friendships. You, you, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I don't care if you're talking about trading, uh, sending people out, doing whatever. You don't, you don't trade friendships. Yeah. You don't do that. Friendships stay forever. I'll never forget the first day I met you. Dave and I went over to Sun City, <laughs> 1983, and the press box folks was on top of the concession stand at this old dilapidated ballpark in Sun City. <laughs> And we walk upstairs to the roof of the press box, and there is Bob Euchre in his shorts, nothing but his shorts, and a sun thing underneath his neck trying to tan. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. 
And hey, Mr. Euchre, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if you guys noticed the other. I had a little steak on that thing, too. <laughs> I was trying to fry that and get some sun, too. It was, oh, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, so it was good. Dave introduced myself to uh, Bob Euchre <laughs> for the very first time. Visiting with uh, Bob Euchre. Here's the pitch on the way to Kelnick. Swing and a miss for strike three. That'll retire side. Bob, can you stick around for another sure. half inning? Oh, absolutely. Good. All right. For the Mariners in the top of the fourth, no runs, a couple of hits, no errors, two left on. We go to the bottom of the fourth with Bob Euchre, our score. The Mariners nothing, the Brewers nothing. We are back as we go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Rick Riz along with Gary Hill and our special guest, longtime Brewers broadcaster and star of just about everything you can think of. <laughs> Bob Euchre, no score, Mariners and Milwaukee as we go to the bottom of the fourth. Then in right fielder Abisail Garcia will lead things off. Justice Sheffield down the mound. He had a scoreless 1-2-3, bottom of the 13. But we got a golden opportunity to visit with uh, Bob Euchre. And, Bob, uh, you wrote a book, one of the best books I've ever read in my life. It's called <laughs> Catcher in the Ride, W-R-Y, right. about your career in the big leagues, you know, in the World Series when you were with the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. During batting practice, there was a high school band, and you grabbed a tuba and thought it would be a good idea to go out in the outfield and shack fly balls with a tuba. Can well, I didn't. I, no, I, I was really. Roger Craig was. You remember Roger Craig? Sure do, yeah. Okay. Roger Craig was one of our pitchers, and this tuba was laying on the field and in foul territory out in left field during batting practice. And Roger Craig said, it would really be funny if you put that on. <laughs> it was always things that would be funny if I did. Right? <laughs> yeah. It was never someone. No, not Roger. Not any other guy. You know what really well, you would if do you it. did that? Yeah. yeah. So I put it on for a minute, and then, you know, I was just going to put it on, and no big deal. And then the fans out in the left field bleachers, <clears throat> excuse me, started, you know, hollering and screaming. So I, anyway, I got it on. I might as well, you know, try to I catch feel. a fly ball. <laughs> so why wouldn't you? I did that. Yeah, That's why right. not? Why uh, not? Guys, Tuba, fly ball. Guys take a catcher's glove and they try to play it. You know, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I try to catch catch a fly ball with a tuba? But I missed a couple and they dented the the tuba. I think it cost me. It was two hundred and sixty bucks that oh I had to pay for that. Wow. But yeah, the picture went viral, if you will, back in those days. The next morning, it was on the front page of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, it was terrible. Yeah, it really was bad for me. Ground ball left side, cut off by Dylan Moore, toss across in time to get Garcia, and there's one out for the Brewers here in the bottom of the fourth inning, no score, visiting with <laughs> Bob Euchre. Now, is it true you actually broadcast the game naked? I, not the whole game. Not the whole game. I... Even part of Because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> well, yes. yeah, walking yeah. around, walking around with no clothes on was a little testy. Uh, you know, sir, can you tell so me where section? Oh, my God. <laughs> but you uh, actually broadcast. Well, I took my clothes off. My old game. partner at that time, Merle Harmon, one of the, one of the greatest guys I've ever been around my, my whole time. Yeah. And I knew, I, you know, I'm going on for the seventh inning. And... I thought, why not? So I went out of the booth and took my clothes off and came back in and sat down. <laughs> and Merle never saw me until he said, seventh inning, here's Bob. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. you broadcast the, yeah. that half inning, yeah. butt naked. Yeah. <laughs> Had a watch for the seventh inning. Uh, he didn't want to stand up. <laughs> 
And, of course, yeah. like the tuba, why would Exactly. You? <laughs> why not, you know? Uh, Gary, I don't think we'll try that. <laughs> no. That's a bad idea for me to pull off. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Listen to Bob Euchre. Tell us how you got on The Tonight Show. That's a... The great story well, uh, involved Al Hurt, right? You yeah, exactly. Al Hurt, Al Hurt was one of the great trumpeters during our time, and um, I worked a show with him in Atlanta. He was there, and a friend of mine was a friend of Al Hurt's. So he told Al what I was doing at that time. I wasn't playing anymore. This was yeah. after, and uh, that I, you know, I did stand-up stuff, and I had done a couple of uh, Playboy clubs, and I traveled the country with. Alex Karras. Remember Alex oh, Karras? Oh, sure, yeah. Alex Detroit and I Lions. traveled the country for Sports Illustrated doing uh, doing sports banquets. So he, uh, Al, Al Hurt, I got up and did maybe 20 minutes between his show. And he told me after, later on, that I was wasting my time doing the events that I was doing. He said, I'm going to get you on a Tonight Show. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. Right. And a couple weeks later, I got a call from New York, and I went to New York and did the show the guy uh, the talent guy i remember him asking me he said what do you do i said well, i just kind of talk he said well let me see what you do <laughs> so i started telling him stuff and he said Tell we'll get stories. back to you and a couple weeks later i went back and i did the show and as we were leaving what i thought was really funny as we were leaving saying good night and i'm saying good night to johnny and ed mcmahon at that time and um i i, I say goodbye and uh, as I'm leaving the stage, I hear Johnny say to Ed, did that guy really play baseball? <laughs> and Ed said, I think so. I don't know. So oh, I went back. Goodness. I went back a couple weeks later. They had me back a couple weeks later. And, yeah, I went on. We had, I had a good friendship with, with Johnny. Oh, yeah. It was he, great. He a lot of fun. Visiting with Bob Uecker. Narvaez yeah. strikes out two outs. This is Jed Jerko. And uh, you also starred in a television show, Mr. Belvedere. How yeah, did we did about? that for six years. Um, so I would do, especially at the end of the year, we had to get a couple of shows, um, you know, in the can where you could um, get something on. And I'd have to leave the club for a couple of weeks. But I'd always, on a Friday after we did the show, I would fly to wherever the team was and do Saturday and Sunday and then fly back to california and pick up belvedere again but sure. i did that for yeah six oh. years yeah it was fun I had a good time oh man <laughs> we gotta let you go don't we yeah i gotta go back oh, over oh man uh strikeout jerko strikes out great job by justice sheffield bob always a pleasure i love you buddy i, I only do you... one pitch in the fifth so maybe <laughs> <laughs> well when you're done with that pitch coming back we love you buddy it's great thank to you see pal you. keep Garrett, going good okay you. oh Thanks. yeah keep going thank you guys always to all our uh our fans in Seattle, I appreciate it. One of my favorite places. And Spokane. Outstanding. Played both. Yeah, thanks. Bob Euchre, Mr. Baseball, everybody. As we go to the, oh, that was a joy. We go to the top of the fifth inning. Mariners of the Brewers, no score. Thanks, Bob. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 